0: Welcome to Season 2, Episode 17 of Dream, Signs, and the Times, and I'm in the middle of kind of some psychic attack, and I thought, you know what, let's just go through this and see what we do or what I'm going to do to to deal with it. i am kind of got a lot of balls in the air right now, and that's the perfect time for this kind of negative energy to get in there and take advantage of the situation because, you know, the foundations are there. I've I've laid some strength down in my life so that when things are overwhelming and then when this weird dark cloud comes out of nowhere and it's kind of infiltrating, um, I'm aware of it. And it manifests in weird ways of just like uh, kind of erratic ways of interacting with people. It's like my patience was... Bakery and bullshit, just where's sin and, yeah, it can be a way of saying, well, these people are a reflection of you. I don't believe that all the time. I know that's a Zen philosophy or, or I'm not even sure. Don't don't quote me on it and don't hold me to it, please. Um, it's one of those things where, yes, other people do reflect some things that we need to uh, Work on, but that's a very narcissistic way of looking at the world too. And so, uh, when when I'm feeling weakened by this stuff, I'm going to talk my way through it. And sometimes we don't have quite the wherewithal to to bring ourselves to talking our way through it. But when we practice this kind of thing and realize. Start to recognize the parameters I saw this a lot in addiction counseling that people who were really good. they taught me when they were going through addiction heavy addiction issues that they 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 were able to see pretty early on when the cycle was about to start and so I'm getting those inclinations that this uh, cycle of negative energy and negative emotions is about to start so By going through this while we're talking, I'm going to grab onto those things that I've set in place for myself and realize, one, that things are going really well in my life in general and that shitty stuff happens, shitty mindsets occur, and I've been working on how to circumvent them and bust through them so that they aren't what they, they don't do the damage that they used to, and that seems to be working pretty well. Uh, I find that there's a, <laughs> a little bit of boredom setting in with regular social norms where people kind of are very po- – not polite, just not usually polite, actually. If there were politeness, it'd be like, okay, they're buying time to be their best self by putting forth this identity that is um, nice and uh, – Niceness isn't used as a weapon, it's just used as a, a way of greasing the wheels of, of interaction with people. But then there's this, um, also this sense of you're never going to get really to the full person. And, and what I'm speaking right now is laughter. Um, I really have, not, and I know some of the best laughter uh, erupts from absurd situations. And that we kind of pull the rug out from under the absurdity to try to pretend that we aren't surrounded <laughs> by it. And um, we are, you know. And it doesn't make it unworthy of of being part of. Absurdity is actually freedom in a certain way. It's the realization that uh, we are bodies dealing with gravity and all the... Survival situations are intertwined with interactions with people and sometimes, you know, the weather can be a factor. Uh, some of the best absurdities are when there's a, a rainstorm that comes out of nowhere. And yesterday I was driving uh, to Kansas City from St. Justice and a rainstorm just, I, I saw it coming I, and it's kind of how I saw this mood. Mindset thing thing um, started to happen it's, I saw it coming I, I was like wow that is a lot of just spray and low clouds and it was white coming off trees about uh, three quarters of a mile from where I was and I said that has to be rain but it was so thick it was like a cloud had just deposited itself deposited itself on the highway and so uh, I was talking on the phone and I got off the phone I was like this is you know, not going to be the best way to navigate this. So, and it was perfectly clear, 80s weather, and then suddenly it was just as if there were buckets coming out of of water, just coming out of nowhere, and I couldn't see shit from complete clarity to not seeing shit. So I I didn't even start this episode thinking there was going to be a metaphor that was going to encapsulate that, and look where we are. Already the beautiful absurdity is happening, and... Uh, suddenly I'm in a better mood, The none of this stuff is as serious as it can seem sometimes, and I think that's where the negative energy starts to mess with us. It's like, this is serious, and we must hyper-focus on it and give it so much importance. And by doing that, we end up carrying the load of something that's not really 100% our load to carry, and we overlook the absurdity, we shut out the... Um, uh, entrance points where it's absurdity might be able to show up and reveal it. oh shit just, just get out of your head you know um, and the other thing is I'm trying to make my head a place where I want to be all the time and a lot of what's going on in, in the modern world we, we take in these um, pieces of information some of them not good and some of them great but They rattle around, and then they create this internal atmosphere that uh, demands a certain way of processing new information as it's coming through, and when it does that, it mutates the information, and so we lose that sense of clarity of what we're actually seeing and experiencing based on these uh, internal atmospheres that we create, and uh, at least I do. I'm not trying to pretend that everybody else is like me. That would be a super narcissistic to do, but I'm just uh, letting people into the thought process and, jeez, it's something that applies to you because, and if some aspect of it applies to you, take it and run with it, you know, Uh, as long as it's for the greater good and to raise the vibration to a place of uh, being able to navigate the world and uh, uh, contribute to the higher vibration happening, awesome, you know. This stuff is getting delivered in a certain way, and I feel that I'm supposed to do it that way. So I still had some thoughts yesterday that were pretty cool in the midst of all this building uh, tension or whatever. And um, one of them was the the idea of competition keeps coming up because we do it, I do it, I've done it a lot in my life, and it serves a purpose to a certain level and to a certain degree we, we use competition to uh, develop a standard and develop a sense of excellence in a certain way but somebody kind of loses out obviously by the nature of competition and if, and if that person hasn't gotten to the point where uh, competition losing a competition means you learn something valuable and sometimes I'm not there sometimes I am there, sometimes I'm not and I think I am going to be human about this and just, you know, admit to, uh, I don't know if that's a foible or not, because there's an implied perfectionism in trying to have the answers for every fucking situation. Uh, we don't. And But when maybe my vibration is dipping down into that, well, somebody's got to pay for uh, to make myself feel excellent. You know, somebody's got to take take the heat by being the loser in a competition that, I know that I have to examine where I am right now to see what's affecting things because there's so many wins by being a dick when you do win and feeling like, oh, I vanquished the other person. It really neg- negates some of the actual wins that you get. Um, it's like, well, then what are these actual uh, times that I've won something? That just makes me somebody who likes putting people down, so I'd rather have it be, I. the wins mean uh, I've reached a pinnacle of something in my own skill set, and that is just one of the external indicators of that, rather than uh, it be, I get to sit at my dinner table and be like, Well, oh, I beat that person. Um, to me, that's my being in a lower vibration, so I think recognizing it is a good thing, but I'm not really always going to let myself off the hook for it, but This perfectionism of thinking, well, we're always going to be like that, or I'm always going to be like that, is not attractive to me either. Um, So I was trying to figure out ways to get interested in excellence, you know, stay interested in excellence, because it's something I've always striven for, strived for, whatever the proper terminology is. But how do we do that without uh, kind of sacrificing another person? That was a thought process I had. And I realized that, um, you know, some of the people that I respect the most in music are not people that won the, you know, uh, the big competitions like Van Cliver or something. I, you know, maybe, maybe it looks good on a resume. That's, that's cool. And sometimes there are great moments that come from putting so much effort into it and seeing people reach this... Uh, pinnacle of what they can do for that moment, and, you know, maybe the second place person in a Van Cliver piano competition is, like, the person who moves people emotionally, but had a a bad day technically, you know, that doesn't negate what they are and what they do, and um, sometimes classical music gets into that win-win-win or I'm better than you competition thing, and I I have to... re myself sometimes because I get caught up in it, um, but I was thinking, how do I get interested in excellence again, like the level of that uh, excellence, and still be, um, uh, be truthful with myself, and realizing that people who move my heart with their music, and they don't have a huge amount of training, or they haven't... They committed themselves to expressing something as pristinely and clearly and uh, intensely as they could, but they didn't uh, invest in a certain type of of road practice or whatever uh, to get there. I realized that, yeah, so so technique and things like that appeal to me, having uh, the ability to execute something that's difficult is very important to me, but not at the expense of the heart that comes through. Uh, a performance, let's say. And so I figured out in my head that, um, and I was on the jujitsu mat when it came to me, which is where a lot of stuff comes because it's like all bets are off. You know, you're you're in the moment, you're staying in the present as much as possible because you're in a, a match or something or you're learning very physical movement and you have to stay physically engaged. And it clears a lot of bullshit out of the way. So what came was that, I can invest in building this work, however I want it, want it to be. Uh, that is the expression of my, the investment I've put in a way of building skills. And then this heart light or the, the blitz can shine through that and create a certain way of, um, of the, the performance, let's say, Becomes the shining through that particular lattice work I built. and we, that's where we get so much um, creative freedom. Is to build up the, the lattice work of skill, and maybe it's not uh, Van Cliburn level piano skill, or maybe it is. Like I'm not I'm not trying to negate either one, but maybe it's a different type of execution that isn't so easily um, distilled as, well, that person played that list piece uh, perfectly without uh, a perceived mistake. Um, It could be that we show up to a moment with a certain amount of skill set with our voice or whatever, and this purity of intention comes through with what we've built, and it's just as valuable as the other thing. And there are reasons to do both. Ways. Do things both ways. Uh, one one of the, the um, perks of building skills is that if you're not in your best physical uh, ability on a certain day, that you can call upon the technique to help you when you may not have all the physical things. Like say you have allergies and you have to sing. Um, having good technique will allow you to work through that because you can rely on the technique. And then uh, it allows for the heart, heart energy to shine through because you have developed the ability to uh, still to maintain a certain skill set under multiple conditions. That is the thing. That is the reason to practice something because there are a lot of amazing singers out there who, lost, uh, who lose their voice at a certain point. And I'm struggling with some vocal stuff due to about allergies, but the technique that I've built over having sucked at it for so long helps me navigate through that. And um, some people who've had it kind of easy that way, not all of them, some of them uh, realize that, oh shit, I've got this amazing gift that I'm born with, and they take the time to uh, work it through the different scenarios and add the skill part of it and the um, just uh, healthiness of the technique rather than just depending solely on their physical gift that they were given by genetics, birth, or uh, some kind of early intervention. And uh, it helps with those scenarios so that, that you don't overtax um, this human thing that we have. And it doesn't take away the humanity to build skills. It just enhances it to a, uh, a degree that it allows for uh, harder conditions um, to, to occur and use. It, it, it's like building muscle to do something. You, know? you build your muscles so that you can withstand a certain amount of uh, fatigue and um, just whatever the earth experience from at you. So um, I guess part of what I'm doing with all of that when I get hit with these uh, strange sort of being overwhelmed and stuff is that the practice of taking care of myself mentally and, mentally and spiritually connecting with the light at different times allows me to call upon that under different difficult condition, and, you know, the self-examination thing can become a little bit, you know, self-directed, too much, and so I'm going (laughs) to, I'm just going to bandy about the absurd today. I'm going to allow for the absurd to come up and focus, because I need to focus for some of the things that I'm doing, but I am not going to be hard on myself and uh, not allow Myself to compare myself to other people in order to feel uh, validated or good or like I deserve to be in a situation and um, realize that by tuning my interior, I can affect the exterior and feel um, as though I'm being helped by the higher powers. Uh, A lot of times I call that angel energy, and it will come to the rescue if, if we just let it. Um, I, I don't uh, espouse any particular belief system when I'm saying that. I just call it angel energy. And the way I describe that is it's pure energy that's out there, available to us infinitely abundantly uh, for our highest possible good. Just investing in that idea will yield some amazing dividends. Don't let anybody talk you out of your power, including yourself. That shit is yellow. Have a good one.